Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. And we're delighted to be uh, joined in studio by our guest co-host today, Dr. Katrin Gillespie. She is a uh, psychologist, a PhD, and uh, sort of a fan of coaching for the low 25 years or so. Mm-hmm. In addition, our guest today is uh, the extraordinary Dr. Mark J. Sharona, who is not only the founder of Ministry and also the Proximity Coaching Group. He's also a PCC coach. He's also got a doctorate and is a self-described theosemiotician, which we talked about previously. Katrina, I know you had yeah, something. Yeah, I do. Dr. <clears throat> Dr. Sharona, there's, there's so much depth to the theories that you've bridged together. And I'm sitting here thinking about what you were saying about young people. Young people are turning toward coaching more and more. We're seeing them in the coaching office and less and less on the couch. So I'm wondering what you can give these coaches to help them work with these young people. How do we bring them up and into the the level of mastery that, that you're speaking from? Dr. Gillespie, that's a profound question. Uh, one of the things from from my perspective when I observe young people in terms of their quest for meaning is that, you know, it, when I was their age, we talked about a midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at quarter-life crisis because of yeah. how time and technology are in a dance that's rapidly accelerating. So we've got a generation that has grown up in a rapidly paced environment of ongoing change. And with ongoing change comes ongoing transition, and which creates gaps, mm. or what, um, what, what Turner would call liminal space. I that love there are, liminal space. You know, so, so liminality to me yeah. is something we need to address for the emerging, I think we need to address it for every generation, right. but the emerging generation is having to live in the ambiguity of the in-between yeah, and cross-thresholds. Excuse me, can you just, can you just give a, just a brief what, what is liminal space? Yeah, so that the you could tell can by my face, it. I don't know what we're talking yeah, about. Okay, yeah. if I can give it to you yeah. in a metaphor. Great. Give it to you in a metaphor. It's, it's a hallway in between a season and chapter of life that's ended and a, another door and chapter that hasn't begun yet where everything was familiar no longer works and you have yet to know what will work where you're going and you're in between a former somewhere and a new somewhere and you've crossed the threshold but there's no way back because the door that slammed shut on your former chapter has no doorknob going back the other way and it's locked yeah, yeah and this is the super point of transformation so what can we do with young people once once we show them this moment I, one of the things that I, I think we we need to we need to really come to terms with is help them understand that number one it's okay to be in liminal space but also understand that they want to have some sort of an an aim because most people miss their target um, mostly because they don't understand the difference between change and transition. Change happens in a moment. Transition 
is a process, and most young people are trying to break out, as Dr. Frederick Hudson said, from the familiar things that they were raised in and stake out their claim for their sense of who they are and where they're going. And I don't know of anyone at any age who can cross a threshold without having to learn how to hold anxiety and tolerate uncertainty. So those are the emotional components that I think we can help them with so that they don't get terrified by why am I feeling these things? How do I, how am I, how do I learn how to be with anxiety without anxiety determining how I function? Man, I, I hope that helps. When you're talking about anxiety and uncertainty, you're right in my in my sweet spot. So the the I appreciate the contribution for young people because I think we can all look back or if we're young look forward to that anxiety and understand and um, unclarity, uncertainty piece. But more and more, I'm seeing it in adults and older adults. Do you know what I mean? I can't yeah. tell you the number of people I've know who are recently on some sort of medication to deal with anxiety and or this uncertainty. So what yeah, it, What have you got for us as old folks? <laughs> you know, if I went through a very um, painful season from 2007 through 2010 and a half that altered my entire perception of who I was, where I was going, uh, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, but mm. I... I, you know, and I, 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 because I had studied psychology, I think I diagnosed myself with every psychological anxiety <laughs> disorder in the DSM, um, which probably didn't help me. Um, right. <laughs> but 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 I what I what I have learned, it, it, and and obviously in a post nine eleven world, the level of medication in our culture has gone up seventy five percent. I'm trying to remember Doctor Leslie, maybe you remember the, the is, is his name Kennedy, the cognitive psychologist, who said that a 50-year-old in the 60s that was diagnosed with general ang- generalized anxiety disorder would now be equivalent to a sophomore in high school who was mm. dealing with that same level of symptomatology today. Wow. That's phenomenal. So, so what do we do as, as older folks? I mean, do we just, are we all doomed to sort of, you know, some sort of medical intervention or med- medication intervention? Um, to me, anxiety, now this is not original with me, but what I've learned, we, we, it, the cognitive distortions, the what-ifs that lead to awfulizing, we, we can, anxiety feeds on itself, and what-if thinking gets us into serious ruts, and somehow I think we need to learn how to be with the anxiety and to challenge what-if questions and realize that most of those things that we're, we're awfulizing about what ifs are really not dealing with present moment reality. Learning how to be present to the moment and present in the moment. And, you know, practical things. I mean, for me, I had to learn how to literally let go of my need to be in an inefficient cycle of worrisome thinking. I had to slow my breathing down. And my whole physiology had to change because I was holding tension. I was holding unrest. And almost at an unconscious level at first, operating in what-ifs. And I had to allow what was at an unconscious level to become conscious to me by being present to the moment and becoming aware of the self-talk that was driving those anxious thoughts that led to not just anxiety but depression. Yeah, so if, if you broke that down into best practices, 
I think I'm hearing them in what you're saying, mm-hmm. but for just for clarity's sake, can you break that mm-hmm. down into a couple of best practices that people could take on? Um, well, one one practical thing uh, when when those kind of thoughts come up, uh, I the first thing I would have to do, and even when I have hiccups, the first thing I do is I start paying attention to my breathing. Mm. I become mindful of the fact that I'm awfulizing. I start recognizing those destructive what ifs. And then one thing that I do now, this may not work for everybody, but I, I'm grateful to the cognitive therapist that gave me permission to do this. Well, I talk back to them. Um, I, I talk back to the automatic negative thoughts and I begin to refute them. Mm. And I refute them with what's objectively reality instead of what perceived reality is. So I, 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 I become mindful of being in the moment. Uh, I, I become aware of the fact that I'm holding tension. And then I learn to look at the anxiety as something that doesn't define me. I'm not my thoughts. Beautiful. I'm not my feelings. I look at it objectively. You know, Ken Wilber's stuff on knowing that I'm not my thoughts was very helpful for me. Yeah, really um, good. And Dr. then learning how to talk. And, and I know it sounds crazy because I grew up in an age where they said people that talk to themselves have money in the bank. So <laughs> this whole idea of verbalizing things, people, I mean, growing up in New York and seeing people that really have problems talking out loud on street corners in Manhattan. Yeah. Well, Dr. Sharona, that of music tells us it's time for us to be done. Our time flew by. Please check out more with Dr. Sharona at MarkSharona.com. And thank you, dear listener, for listening. Thank you, Dr. Gillespie, for being with us. We will talk to you next week. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Do you love wine? but it doesn't love you back in the morning? Then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol, and it benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover-free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. 
that person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What? Steve Ulcher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind. 